You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. A set of results came out after the market closed today from the JSC Securities Exchange, and the company is Remgro Limited, and these are the results for the year ended 30th of June. And it says here, Remgro's investment performances mirror macroeconomic challenges. Uh, headline earnings per share decreased by 4.2%. Headline earnings per share, excluding option remeasurement, decreased by 26 Total dividend per share was, though, increased by 6% to $0.564 cents per share. And then the first paragraph really tells you something about what's happening in South Africa at the moment, because it says here, this has been one of Remgro's more challenging years with the majority of the group's investments impacted by fragile economic growth, low business confidence, and deteriorating operating environments. With me now is Yanni Durant, who's the CEO of Remgro. I can almost sense your frustration when I read these numbers, Yanni. It must have been a difficult year for you. Yes, I've been in the investment industry now for close on 25 years. It was in probably one of the more challenging and uncertain environments that I've operated in. So, yes, certainly sitting here today, I'm just glad that we could actually increase the dividend because we've got quite a few defensive businesses, the resilient cash flow, robust cash flow. So we, if you ask me the highlight, of the, that we were able to increase the dividend. But it's been certainly has been a tough year, absolutely 100% correct. Just briefly outline, if you would, your, your portfolio as it stands at the moment. When I spoke to a couple of stockbrokers today, they said that Remgro hadn't fallen off their radar, but they don't pay as much attention to it as they would have done before. So tell us your portfolio, if you would. Our biggest investment if we provide is first rent. It's when we hold that directly and indirectly for RMH and directly into first rent itself. So that's um and also a star performer for the current year under review as well. Then we've got if you look through that we've got Mediclinic at a challenging year with some quite a few regulatory changes, South African challenges of NHI as well and the market inquiry. So there's a lot of uncertainty in the operating environment and all the regulatory environment rather from a Mediclinic perspective, not just in Switzerland but also in South Africa. Then our other investments is via RMI and if in the RMI portfolio is outsurance, very yes. significant contributor to earnings there. MMI, the, now the Momentum Metropolitan Investment, as well as Discovery in the RMI stable. And then in, on the Hastings side as well, it's also a listed company in the UK that's in the RMI portfolio. Then in the consumer sector, we've got a company, RCL Foods, which really consists of a chicken and sugar in the grocery business, plus Sequala Foods, which we 100% is, is a spread business. If you look at the trademarks in the Rama, the biggest one in flora and, and stalk and so forth. So, so we bought that business from Unilever when we divested our stake in Unilever. We bought that back. So that is on the consumer space. And then on the liquor side is Distel. We've got Distel, which is in the, the biggest brands there is Savannah, Hunters. We've got whiskey's brand, is I think hopefully a lot of that will be consumed in the next couple of months in, during the World Cup. <laughs> and then we've got on the infrastructure side, um, a company called Dark Fiber and Umatel, uh, supplying broadband and fiber optic services um, on a wholesale basis, on a dark fiber basis. So, and also it's quite a wide range and spectrum of various investments. And obviously, I think that's also what makes our portfolio quite resilient, that even in tough environments, that we could actually deliver. Although it's a muted growth that we're actually announcing, I think it's still 
in these environments, it's actually not a bad performance. It's interesting, isn't it? Because when I, again, when I spoke to a couple of stockbrokers today, they said, well, I could construct this portfolio myself. And I said, well, what about the unlisted investments? And I think that what in the past has attracted people uh, to Remgro, apart from management and history and everything else. So what have you got outside of the listed JSE companies? We've got quite a few there. Um, it makes up about just over 20% of the portfolio now. Um, it's it's actually become getting less and less over a period of time, and just in that actually certain respects are, are correct. But some of the underlying listed shares I can't buy. But coming back to your um, to your question, so outside that is dark fiber, uh, CIVH, which consists of really dark fiber and Bumatel. That's, that's a big one. Air products, um, also a joint venture that we've got with the international companies. Sequala Foods, a spread business that I spoke about, it's 100% owned by us. With Speco, um, we've got that. We've got PG, the glass company. And then various smaller other ones, but those are probably the big ones if you, if you go through that from an understood perspective. During these bad times, and these really are bad times, very challenging times, that's the word I hear every single day when I speak to people like yourself. Challenging is the word that is used, and it continues to be challenging. Do people still come to your office, knock on the door, metaphorically speaking, and say, uh, Mr. Durant, this is something that I'd like you to look at? Is, are the opportunities still there, or are they becoming less and less frequent? Yeah, mm. well, I think yeah, maybe to answer the question, even though it's challenging times, we've been through the cycles. I mean, we've had challenging times, not just um, on a, in a worldwide basis. We've also had challenging times previously in South Africa. And maybe that's a start of actually presenting opportunities, valuations becoming more realistic, valuations some, some certain becoming cheap. And if you take a long-term view, maybe this is some of the times that you have to invest. I think the biggest thing that actually prevent people or companies from investing is uncertainty. If you haven't got certainty about certain things, regulation, like things like the NHI, things of how that's going to pan out and exactly what they mean by it, then I think it's very difficult for people to invest. If you haven't got certainty about certain parish and the chicken industry, do South Africa want a chicken industry? Do South Africa want us to have a sugar industry? If we can get some of those commitments, yes, then we can look at the investing again. But I think corporate South Africa is very reluctant to invest at this point in time. But maybe, maybe the people that is bold enough to invest can actually reap the benefits in the long term. Yes, again, I was going to come back to what my original point when I gave my introduction. It must be terribly frustrating for you uh, to see the uh, the poor state of the South African economy, macroeconomic growth being so incredibly subdued, business confidence at a 20-year low, because you, you've got... You've got the money, you've got a strong balance sheet, and if something good comes along, you could probably snap it up. But you must be, as they say, uh, champing at the bit, waiting for that opportunity and waiting for the go-ahead to invest in companies. Absolutely. I mean, that's why we sit, we sit, on, we sit on cash. We can apply the cash. But as I said right from the start, I mean, if you operate in an environment, you're not certain what is going to happen tomorrow. And if the government or policies or regulations can't give you certainty, nobody is going to invest. If you don't have a um, tenure of, of, of assets, if you can't actually have a secure of assets, I'm not just talking about land, trademarks, all of those things, then it will be very difficult for corporates to invest, not just from South African point of view, but even international investors. I mean, you've seen, probably seen a threat of short-term capital of South Africa, the bond market and the equity market. And I think that also relates to a lot of uncertainty regarding South Africa's future. And we just need to get clarity, certainty. And those things are not difficult to give from a government point of view.
Yeah, I think there's a few simple things that could be changed, but then that's that's just me talking as, as, as a layman. When I say changed, I mean a change from a government level. Obviously, behind the scenes, we don't know what goes on. I mean, people like myself don't know what goes on, but you and people like Mr. Rupert obviously engage with high-ranking government officials. Are you hearing good noises coming out of them, Yanni? I think a lot of them make the right noises. I think it's more a matter of execution at the moment, actually an urgency, actually the things that you discuss and people that agree with the logical things that needs to be done, but it's when it comes to the execution and and getting a time frame, I I think that is where a lot of the things are lacking. Yanni, thank you very much for your time. Just on a final note, you mentioned the, the World Cup over the next few weeks. Do you think we've got a chance? Absolutely. I'm always, my glass is always half full. I think we've certainly got a chance. Yanni Durant, thank you so much for your time. Yanni is the CEO of Remgro, whose year-end results were released earlier today. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za. Visit strictlybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox. Strictlybusinesspodcast.com, made possible by Prudential Investment Managers.